Everyone's just been having weed oil. Mm. Not weed oil, CBD oil. Hello, everyone. Hello. How um, are we all doing? It doesn't taste very nice, does it? I'm just trying to work out what it tastes like. It, like I said, I, the best way of me describing it is it like it tastes like something that I've smelt. But you know what I mean? Do you know, do you know what I mean by that? It's a bit of an odd one. We can get flavoured. Um, like, you know, oil. It will come to me in, in the podcast. I'll probably just shout it out. Just keep spraying it in your mouth and see what happens. Smash! It's broken. How we professional go. we are. Yeah, yeah. There we go. How you doing, Robbo? I'm good, yeah. Not bad, mate. Not bad. I, I've had a, we've got no beer. Rob's on a coffee. But um, I... To be uh, honest, that's what I wanted when I come in. I said, can I have a coffee? Yeah, you um, did. I've, I've literally just finished work. And it's, what, half six or what? Covered in paint. He's got paint Seven o'clock, yeah. Looks like he's got mad bad dandruff or something. But he hasn't. Mm. But, um, yeah, I uh, I didn't get any beer, so I had a gin instead. And I don't usually drink gin, and there was more gin than tonic. And then I had a couple more. So this could go downhill from here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Could do, could do. Yeah. Get a golf. Let's just get this out of the way before we go any further. 3rd of November, that is when we're going to be doing it. Did I tell you? You told me, yes. Yeah, so uh, that gives us enough time to book it up because... It's like a seven-week, you know, it's yeah. booked up to it for at least seven weeks. So 3rd of November, if anybody wants to come, you just got to drop us a DM. We've already got a, a list of about 20, 25 people now that want to want to come along. Um, so, yeah, let us know. If you say you're coming, you're fucking coming because we've got to pay for it all in advance. So it's going to cost me 250 quid at least. Yeah, you fuckers. Yeah, so don't say you're going to come and then not turn up. And, yeah. you will, and I will be messaging you all saying, give us your money, yeah. you bastards. Yeah. And even if you don't turn up and you haven't given us your money, we'll just come around and murder someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be, you'll be an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll be, be an episode. Become an episode. O- over 10 quid or 20 quid, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just murder someone. It's like, for a, it's like a crackhead deal, that is, isn't it? To kill someone. Yeah, yeah. How desperate are you? You murdered someone for a tenner. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, um, you don't have to... I mean, if you want to come along and have a few beers, you're not going to be playing golf all night. That should take like an hour or so. I imagine we're probably just going to be drinking a lot first. Yeah. And then... Probably turning up pissed and him drinking while playing golf. Yeah, yeah. There's That's a, how I imagine it. There's a bar there. There's food there. So you can either turn up and have a, a round of mad golf. I mean, we don't even fucking play golf. No. I've never, I haven't swung a, a golf bat in years, so I wouldn't... Oh, I know I did this year. I actually have, yeah. You once this year. bastard. Fucking see, I'm trying to get my smarts on before so I can fleece everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who uh, was sharking it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hustle you all. So, yeah, before we start, how much are you putting down? <laughs> 250 quid. Yeah, yeah. 250 quid in. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, imagine how much money you make off that. Be a lot. Uh, so yeah, anyway, you can just turn up, have a burger and, and a drink, and um, but we'll meet somewhere else in Birmingham beforehand and just bar crawl our way to, to golf. ghetto, yeah, wherever uh, that is. Yeah, and then uh, that's about, I think we probably, I'll book that for around 10 o'clock at night, and that'll take us through till about, I don't know, 11 or 12, and then after that we'll probably just stay there and uh, f- drink a few more there. But it's pretty cool, man, it looks like, um, there's like coaches and buses inside, there's, you can play, you play golf in a lot, in like someone's front room, and... Just have a fucking look if you want to. If you yeah. want to come on, it'll be good. So let me know, everybody, by um, next, uh, within seven days, so by next Friday, because I'll book it up a week today because okay. it's popular. So if you want to go, let us know. Simple as that. Nice, Ryan. Yeah, if you want to go, let us know. If you want to go, let us know. <laughs> um, buh, buh, buh. Got any shout outs, Rob? I have. Everyone in the world. Everyone in the world. Of course, Rob. It's a classic. Shout and shout out to uh, Kristen Lewis. Yeah. 
Uh, Reuben Fowler. Reuben Fowler. Andy and Leah Cook. That's not a beer slurp either. Isn't no. it funny how you can tell? Yeah. I knew that that wasn't an alcoholic beverage slurp. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You can you can tell, can't you? Yeah. I think it's the, the, the thing gets in, though. The cup. I reckon if it was a, a beer in that cup, I don't think you'd notice. Hmm. Uh, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe it's something to do with the lack drinks, of fizz. I don't know. Who drinks beer out of a cup? Fucking Americans. Americans? <laughs> yeah, they, you see it on the movies all the time. Oh, they drink them out of, them they drink so, them out of solo those solo cups, don't they? they them plastic they, things. Those plastic or like uh, fucking pies. paper ones, what they are. Or is that like a... I just, I, that's just got to drain the beer. It's just going to make it taste it's shite. Cool. I remember when we went to... When, like, when I was young, we used to go to house parties. And um, that's all you'd drink beer out of. Because like, we come from a family of boozers, really. Technically, um, yeah, and uh, especially when was it our great granny got swapped for two pints of beer? Yeah, have we mentioned that? No, it's a true fact. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> my auntie did some research. It's a genealogy into like our family history, and uh, I could. I let, anyway, I'm not going to go into that. There was a tangent that we were the Vandals come from where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but um, was it our great gran or great great gran? Great gran, I believe. She was swapped for a couple of pints in a pub. Her dad walked in. It's something to do with them. Apparently, our family looked poor or something, and there was a rich family. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And they just basically done it f- just to try and help the kid out or something. Yeah. In other words, I, I don't believe that. I reckon it's just yeah. they just fucking went, you fucking have her. So <laughs> two pints, have two pints. One of our distant relatives, I say distant, probably about four, three generations ago, gave a child away for two pints. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's, that is. No empathy for anything there. Well, beer. Now, from what it said, I'm not trying to defend it, but it's, don't it's, defend it. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Everyone should give their children away for beer. Apparently, it's been it, right, was, it was um because they were so poor and they knew that she would have a better life and they were going to use her basically <laughs> to do stuff for them. You know what I mean? Because it's that type of year, that's a, that type, blah, 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 that type of time. It was like fucking eighteen, just eighteen nineties or some bollocks that, wasn't it? Probably, probably earlier than that. That's I imagine. Pretty cool though, isn't it? Yeah. A swap for a couple of pints. Yeah, Shit, man. beer back then. How good could it have been? Yeah, man, it must have been fucking good. But that's what we were talking about, beer. Yeah. Because we used to go to, like, I used to go to house parties when you were sort of sixteen, seventeen, and like when someone's parents are away or whatever. And you take your beer round, and like you open your can, and they go and they go and get you a glass in the kitchen. And it's like a fucking mug, yeah, like a, literally like a mug that you drink tea or coffee out. Of. What the fuck's this? And uh, one of my mates said that when they come round to our house, or you know where you used to live at dad's house, so they used to love it because you always drank beer out of pint glasses. I was like, well, what else do you fucking drink it out of? Mm. We had thousands, we did, thousands yeah. and thousands. We did have a bar though in the back room. We still have got a bar. Yeah, so the way we roll. But yeah, it's, um, but I just drink them out of the can. I do. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. Even no, in, I don't even, like even, even in the pubs, you know, they, they sell um, punk IPA in pubs and stuff, and they're like, "Do you want it? Do you want it in a pint glass?" No, nah, just give me it in the fucking can. Them cans are all right. Them little ones are all right. Yeah, bottles are all right. But if it's like um, <clears throat> whatever, like a can of you know, bud or whatever, it's got to go in a glass, man. Or mm. drinking out of a glass bottle. Yeah, glass bottle beer is usually quite nice. The bit oh, you can just taste it when it's out of a tin can. Yeah, Stella in glass bottles isn't really nice. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like Stella, but in glass bottles it's nice. What do you but out the tap, it's fucking awful, and in cans it tastes like my arsehole, because <coughs> I, I taste my arse a lot. Yeah, well, mate, to me, Stella tastes like baked beans. And oh, I, right, I okay. fucking hate it, hate it. Do you not like baked beans, then? I like baked beans, but I don't like it in lager form. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've just come up with a great idea, baked bean lager. No, I know good. you wouldn't have it. It, but it exists, Stella. 
and give you the farts, wouldn't it? It's right? funny because when you go to America or foreign countries that are outside of Europe, Stella's like a, a banging lager, isn't it? Everyone's into that. You yeah. Know, that fucking shit. I suppose yeah. it's the same it's as like, like Carling. You know what I mean? Over here, it's, I I put I put um I put Stella on the same boat as Carling, as in it's just a pile of shit. It's garbage. You could drink a thousand cans. Send us loads of Carling and Stella, though, if you like, Mr. Ah, fuck Stella them. and Carling. I don't, they're fucking bollocks them. Keep yeah. it. Punk IPA, send us some yeah, shit, you, man. Yeah, Brewdog. Brewdog. Yeah. If you send me Carling, if Carling, you can, I'll just throw it back at the delivery driver. You can fuck off. I'm not having that. That's you know what's going to happen now? Thousands you've, you've of done, Yeah, you've, you've done like a, what was it, um, not a double negative, uh, uh, what do you call it? I'm trying to think of it. Where don't you, know. you, you You say that you're not interested, and then someone does it to a try... Oh, and like you did when you said, uh, why someone someone send us some stuff and then next thing you know, we've got a murder letter through the door with yeah, a couple yeah. of t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. That sort of thing. So it's like a double bluff in a way. A double bluff, yeah. yeah. That's so they're going to send you crates loads of cook carling and you go, oh, fucking hell, I hate that. But secretly you can go, fucking yeah. Well, to be fair, we could just give it away. Yeah. Give so, it away, give it yeah. away now. Kelly Bath, you constantly share our stuff and I'm going to forget if I don't mention it. So um, you've won yourself something. Oh. Because uh, we were going to, I don't know, I think I might have mentioned it like last episode or an episode before that we're going to randomly do a competition for someone that s- shares our episodes Shit. and stuff. And she does. So you've won some stuff off the table. <laughs> Was there, Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. It was um, something off the table, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, How about <coughs> the Royal Sutton Caulfield Observer? Yeah, you can have you can have the front <laughs> page. So send us your address, Kelly, again. I'm sure I've got it somewhere but I've probably mislaid it. So you can have the front cover of a local newspaper. A bit of orange tape. A bit of orange tape. The headline is, Idiots throw vital life belts into park pool. So it's riveting. Yeah, it's riveting as local papers are. You know what I mean? That's like head headline news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no wasted paper there. A dodgy capsule of uh, something. Yeah, you can have some... Novajock. We'll send you some weed oil, <laughs> CBD weed oil, see if that gets through Australian customs. We can have some, you can have some goggly eyes. Uh, and uh, you can have a uh, oh a bright fluorescent green maraca. Is that green or yellow? It looks yellow to me. Yellow, I don't fucking know. Uh, Will it glow in the dark? Uh, hang on, let's have a look. It looks like it should do. Maybe not. No, Kelly, doesn't it? Well, it's too light here. You can tell us, Kelly. It's got a smiley face on it as well. So, and uh, we'll just something else. We'll put some stickers or something. So yeah. If anybody else wants to win, then you know you've got to be as badass as Kelly and share, share all our shit, and we'll pick a Can winner. Can you tell we're like mega organised? Mega organised. We've always got the, the prizes ready. <laughs> it's just going uh, this <laughs> off the table. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find something else yeah, lurking yeah, around. Yeah, trust yeah, me. Yeah. Um, also, I need to mention Chris because he's he's released a book. Oh right. You okay. s- did you see that? I shared that. Matt sent it through to me, so I put it on the robots. Um, our mate Chris has uh, written a book called Higher Than Infinity. Right, cool. It's a sci-fi novel. I have not read it yet because it's only just come out this week. Um, so I can't tell you what it's about 100% because I don't know, but it's got an alien on the front cover. Yeah, it's got an alien and uh, um, someone's face as far as I remember. And then yeah. there's something in the middle, <coughs> but I can't remember what it was. So yeah, uh, it's, it's got, got like... It might have been a cock for I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, al- it's about aliens. I think it's about multiverse theory, extra dimensions and all sort of good mind-melting stuff. So you can find that on Amazon, um, higher than infinity. Buy 20 of them. Yeah, buy 20 of them. Or I'll buy a copy... Read it, let you know what it's all like, because it's going to be badass. And then, I don't know, maybe get Chris to sign it or something, and then give it away in a competition. Mm. Unlucky Kelly, you've just missed out. That's going to be the next one. 
She'll be sharing everything now. <laughs> yeah. She'll be in from the, like, the beginning of last year, posting everything, <laughs> sharing everything. <laughs> good. I want this book. Hopefully, that'll yeah. be good. Carousel Sniper, as always, and uh, the Bro Honey Lads, uh, go check them out. And if you want some Robots for Eyes merchandise, you can find us on the interwebs at www.interweb.robotsforeyespodcast.tmail.com. Uh, free shipping this weekend, by the way. Oh, nice. Doing you a deal. Buy shit, loads. And you can chuck us a buck uh, at Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Robots for Eyes podcast. And that's not us just taking your money and spending it on drugs. That's us taking your money, spending <laughs> it on drugs, booze, and hookers. Yes, that's that's what we do. That's hence why we've got this cannabis oil stuff here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm drunk on gin as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this, this, this is what you're getting for your money. Now, we, we use that to buy stuff to just basically give back to you. So, yeah. like stickers or whatever. It, pa- it, pa- it also pays for um, um, like the, the servers that we use and all that. Um, so, it, it does help because, you know, it's... We're putting money in ourselves, and it just after a bit you start to struggle, don't you? you well, yeah, I mean? it's just, just money all the time. So yeah, the the podcast is paying for itself now, so yeah. that is good. Yeah, uh, stickers available. Thanks to the lovely Hannah. If you want them, you can just um, ask, I suppose. Yeah, just give us a fucking sticker, you can, <laughs> and uh, we'll send them to you free of charge. And if you leave us an iTunes review, take a screen grab, send it to us, you get them as well. So and then you can uh, contact us on all our social media details, mm-hmm. which are Rob. If you can remember, just type it in Google. <laughs> Pretty much, no <laughs> yeah, yeah. fuck anyway. Yeah, yeah. No one cares. Everyone's like, just get on if with it. If you want to be on Facebook or Twitter and all that shit, just type in Robots for Eyes. It'll pop yeah. up. It's like teaching you to suck eggs. You're pretty fucking versed in how to find things on the internet yeah, by yeah. now. It's 2018. Exactly. So. You can literally just type, you know, if you went, fuck a bap bap. Right, you type that in, it would turn up with fuck a bap bap, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. The website. The, the logic of Rob. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> Simple. All right then. Um, that's a, a 14 minute introduction where nice. nobody's listened to that yeah they <coughs> got bored after about the first 30 seconds yeah I'm sorry people how did we start it I can't remember I haven't got a clue mate I, I was talking remember. about that cannabis oil wasn't it that might have got people interested oh, and then yeah. we bored the shit out of them probably after that for the next 10 minutes yeah well to fucking shit yeah man so we'll do an episode yeah Pretty silent. It's the gin. That's what it is. It would be silent because I'd just watch it. Well, no, it wouldn't be about an hour of me laughing, probably <laughs> <laughs> pissing myself. <laughs> Sympathy. Yeah. Do you know what we're doing today, Rob? I ain't got a fucking clue. You haven't got a clue. Have you? I haven't told you anything. Nope. Uh, the Kursk, the Russian submarine, the Kursk. Do you remember that? Do you remember it? The Kursk Russian Kursk. Kursk. No. I thought you said cursed. Well, it was launched May 1994, and it was the seventh vessel of the Russian Oscar II class of submarines, which carry cruise missiles, torpedoes, and uh, unsurprisingly, there were yeah, claims that there were nuclear weapons on yeah, board yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. which 
the Russians strongly deny. Right. Whether they were or not, we'll never know. There were also rumours that were coming out of the Russian Navy that stated that the Kursk was testing a new torpedo called a Squall when everything went wrong on that fateful day. Now, it went down on the 12th of August, the year 2000. Yeah. With, a, with everybody on board died, 118 dudes, every single one of them, totally brown bed. None of them survived. Fuck them. Yeah, well, Rob said that, not me. People are people, man. <laughs> people are people. What's that song? I can't remember. I don't know what Why can't you see? I don't know the words. I listen to me properly. Just made my own words up to a song. Mate, it was a... I've got my... I'll tell you what, mate. At the moment, I know that I'm going to be coughing through this episode. Good. I'm going to have to really compose Bob Fleming. <laughs> Bob Fleming. <laughs> so the Kursk was an enormous submarine. It was about 600 foot long. Nearly 60 foot wide, which is quite thin, actually, isn't it? 60 foot. Uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I think that's for, like, r- like resistance, low resistance. It the has water. to be, doesn't it? It's got to. Otherwise, it'd probably just cave in, wouldn't it, yeah, as well? Yeah. When you're hard. going at pace, yeah. or trying to, it'd just be fucking wobbly as fuck, wouldn't it? And um, it weighed, or should I say displaced, 18,000 tons. Fuck. So this is a, to help picture that, because they're just numbers, it was the same length of two jumbo jets laid end-to-end, and it was about six stories tall. So okay, this is yeah. a fucking huge, huge yeah. thing. Mate, it's seven like a block of flats underwater. Yeah, pretty much, almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah, like one with curved chamfered edges. Yeah, man. And um, it was coated in six inches of rubber that absorbed sonar pulses, because it shielded the... Um, the uh, the uh, the internal sounds that people were making it's like a stealth feature okay because uh, gone are the days of diesel engines because it was powered by two nuclear reactors that were capable of pushing it through the water at about 35 mile an hour totally submerged so that's some that's some force to yeah, move yeah. 18,000 ton underwater isn't it yeah and it was also designed to withstand a direct hit from enemy torpedoes and remain operational. It had like a double-skinned hull and like nine individual sections off watertight compartments. Oh, so, so if one got hit, it filled up, it's it's still fine. Yeah, because it's got that yeah. the wall and it's sectioned off, so it's not going to just sink it down. That's it. So what you I mean, if you got hit by a torpedo, it's not going to be good, but you can sort of section just off that Turn area. it off, yeah, that area. They're all fucked in that area, yeah. but we can just seal the doors and uh, carry on or, or go away. Um, so uh, it was primarily designed to uh, attack and take out US aircraft carriers, like, you know, the big fuckers, mm. proper big targets. And it had an escape, important this is, it had an escape pod that could evacuate the entire crew all 118 men in one go. Cool. Which is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. And that made it one of the safest submarines in the Russian naval fleet. Right. Which, which is quite ironic, considering... Yeah, it, they all died. Every single <laughs> yeah, person yeah, 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 died yeah. on board. I don't know what would be worse, but the fact that it's nuclear-powered uh, submarine or the fact you're sinking, I'd be like, which one's what's going to go first? Well, the, the, the nuclear aspect of it isn't an issue. Until it goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know That's what, what I mean. mean? Yeah, because yeah, if you're sink, if you're sinking or whatever the fuck has happened to it, you know, if it's something to do with that, you're either going to fucking basically explode yourself in the water, or you're just going to drown. So you're kind of in a double. You're doubly fucked. Can you remember what happened to this submarine? No, you can't. No. Oh, it's a good one. This is. I like it. I know. Well, for the for us, <laughs> yeah, not for the dudes on it. It wasn't, it wasn't very good. For <laughs> no, them. no, no. I don't think they enjoyed it. But it was a pretty fucking amazing sub. It, it was reasonably spacious on the inside, which is 
rare for submarines because space is, you know, quite tight. It had a uh, large dining areas. It had a sauna and a swimming pool on board to help crew relax, which is very unlike. There's a swimming pool. Yeah, I say swimming pool. Um, that's when you're reading about it and watching documentaries and doing some research. It says it's swimming pool. Yeah, you can swim in it. And well, it's is it a fucking like nine pound ninety nine paddling pool? No, no, no. It's a swim- It's a proper pool. It's a proper pool, mate. It looked. F- terrible though like the water was green fucking just pumped it in from outside that's why that's exactly what they did yeah or it was like the water from the nuclear reactors and they were just like what nuclear water (laughs) way too strong you get you you go you go in as a person with normal limbs you come out with 25 (laughs) limbs (laughs) and 18 eyes and melting (laughs) exactly yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 And uh, also, like, the submarines are um, so cramped. Like, I, I could... Sp- this is an indication of, of of how... Why bother with a swimming pool? Sorry, but... Mm-hmm. Your relaxation and morale of the crew, because these subs go down. Because they're nuclear powered, they don't have to come up for fuel. They can stay down for pretty much... The only reason why they have to surface is because of the people on board. Yeah, the nuclear because the nuclear power and they, they last like twenty five years. So you got planes like that which last twenty five yeah. years. Nuclear power and, and you know you only you don't need to fuel it up or anything. It just carries on, doesn't it? Yeah, you're only strong as the weakest link, and the weakest link on a nuclear submarine is um is the, the the biological people that need food and water. If it wasn't for them, they could. It makes you wonder, man. If there was any like drone nuclear subs down there, they basically wouldn't have to come up ever. Probably are. I wouldn't surprise me. I would imagine there are, yeah. Just chilling, waiting to fucking shoot one off. But this is quite a spacious sub, and I I was reading into Uh. it, and some subs are so cramped that the the crew sleep in shifts, which means that when you, like, if if you're on the, the day shift, when you go to bed, the bed is warm from the dude that was in it before you, because you don't, you don't have your own place to sleep. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Very little privacy. You'd have to get really clever with your wanking game, wouldn't you? If you yeah. can't even have your own bed, I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to time it as a toilet in, interval one. Yeah, you? you. I don't think you. I don't think it's fair to do it in the bed with, if <laughs> someone else is about to come in. Just wipe it on, on the pillow, <laughs> yeah. unless it's someone you don't like. You know what I mean? And you know they come to have sleep after you. Just spunk on the pillow and just go. Oh, it's up to you, mate. You see, like stuck to the face. It's fucking full of semen anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose speed is of a virtue when you're... Um, when yeah, you have to have like a super quick Tommy, Tommy tank. Yeah, when you're trying to wank in a submarine with 118 dudes, you've got to be quick. Just taking a quick dump and then just bash one out quickly. But yeah. there's probably a bed in there or like an exercise bike or some sort of computer console where some guy's operating where you piss out the window underwater. I don't know how that works. Fuck knows. <laughs> And also, man, reading like reading into all this stuff, don't think that the Soviet and Russian military technology behind the West, like in terms of like you know ad- levels of, of advancement, it, that's that's not correct. They say that to sort of make us feel superior over them. It's sort of propaganda. W- we are not, man. That their technology has been behind us, but it isn't now, and neither was the Kursk. It was an impressive impressive vessel very capable it was one of the most powerful and advanced submarines in the world and Mm. at the time no western sub could match it it was a proper weapon and a half and it's important to note before we go any further because i'm telling you how good this submarine was there were issues regarding funding for servicing equipment um and you don't really want to be scrimping and saving on uh 
you know, saving a quid when you're servicing a nuclear submarine. Yeah, just just spend your money. It's a nuclear sub. Don't fuck it up. Don't get fucking Paddy from down yeah. the road to come in. Oh, I can <laughs> fix that, yes. Just yeah. take a spanner and nap there. And you'd be like, no, don't do that, mate. Because it's, it's, it's going to explode if yeah. you do that. Yeah. And then the world and the sea is going to boil up and it's going to disappear and everyone's dead. Well, the lads knew it on board. They knew. But what the fuck else can you do? I mean, mm. But, I mean, this this lack of funding... I mean, bit 118 dudes in the ass, hard. The Navy had so much confidence in its engineering, they called it the unsinkable sub. Fuck it. i tell you what, <coughs> the best thing to do, right, is if you make a boat, don't ever, 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 ever say it's unsinkable because as soon as it's out on its first go or whatever, it just goes, it yeah. just sinks. Yeah. Nothing, everything's sinkable. Yeah, Everything is sinkable. So Especially when it operates under the water. Yeah. So it's sinkable. It's yeah. Don't don't listen to them. They curse. If the anyone curse. says that, do not walk. Do not go on that boat or sub because yeah. you're gonna die. And if it was unsinkable, why did it have an escape pod that could get the entire crew off in one go? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point actually. If it's unsinkable, they wouldn't bother to go. No, nah, don't need it. But yeah, I'd I'd be a bit um, I'd be a bit hmm when they say oh yeah you know you can get hit by missiles and carry on. I'd be like. So it, yeah, but how many times can that get hit, that part of the boat, yeah. before it sinks? You, you know, know it's once or ten times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the um, the only nuclear sub to have gone down either, because I was like, okay, let's have a little look at this. The US have lost two. They lost one called the Thresher and one called the Scorpion. Now, the, mate, it's so horrible. The Thresher lost power and sank and exceeded crush depth and imploded, killing 129 crew members. It's so scary. They were helpless. It... It sank tail first after a weld ruptured and they just sort of went backwards down through the water. They tried to fill a ballast tank uh, with air, which like pushes water out and makes the, the craft more buoyant and helps it float to the surface. But the uh, the water in the ballast tank froze and the amount of air they pushed into it, it just fucking, they, they couldn't, they couldn't make the craft any more buoyant and uh, it just sank all the way down. They had comms with the guys on the way and they were like, oh, we, we, we've gone past... Crush depth. And they're like, Pff. I don't know, boys. Um, I'd be like, yeah. You're okay, lads. Yeah. You'll yeah. be fine. Imagine it. Fucking Unbelievable. Just, just can't do anything. And you're just sinking backwards because it's just too heavy. Right, well, that's when you need the rum on board. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just When when it first, the power turns off to go, right, I'm going to neck half a bottle of rum and then I'm going to try and do stuff because it, it, we're pretty fucked anyway, so... Well, it's like, uh, fuck the rum. Give me the cyanide pill. Or, oh, actually, no. Do you reckon know, they would have re- died before it imploded? Nah. Or do you reckon, because with the pressure, have got so much inside the cabin still. Or do you reckon it would just... Well, no, there. the pressure doesn't rise. It rises marginally as the pr- as the submarine's being compressed. But Yeah, I can imagine it rise. That's what I mean. Would only that... marginally. But to the point where it just goes... When it crumples. And when it crumples, it's just fucking lights out. Jesus. But you know it's happening. Yeah. And you're going down, you could probably hear it groaning and creaking. and Oh, yeah, it's like a scary movie, isn't it? Yeah. Just... You're like, fuck, man. Subs have gone down past crush or implosion depths by accident, like due to mechanical or electrical failure. And then they've gone past, like, you know, they're thinking, fuck, and it's starting to groan, and they've regained power or fixed the issue and only to, to surface again. So you, they can go down past their design, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. fail safe. It's like a safety line, in it? They put it... 
a bit higher than it actually probably can handle. You know what I mean? So twitchy bum time, yeah. you know what I mean? The Soviets have lost seven, so in total, globally, so we're told. They should have took a load of helium on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just let it open up. Yeah. Imagine trying to fucking hell! Yeah. <laughs> Press the implosion there. What do we do? <laughs> oh dear me! You don't open the door and scream to the surface. Yeah, so yeah. I think nine have gone down that we're aware of globally. Right. Uh, and in my admittedly very limited knowledge on, you know, military nuclear submarines, I thought that they went really, really deep, you know, like a mile down, but they don't far from it. Because I think if you're getting a problem, why can't you just, why don't you just sink to the bottom and fucking sit there and wait for rescue? Yeah. But they don't, I mean, pressure's a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Compared to the overall depth of the ocean, which is, you know, it's fucking colossal. They they operate pretty much at the surface. The, the the crush depth of US attack subs, and I'm assuming they're the dog's bollocks and the best about, is around 790 metres, which means the operational depth is about 450 metres, which is fuck all. Yeah. The pub's fucking further away than that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So so the whole time that you're... They're basically like skimming the surface, aren't they? Near enough compared to the actual size of the sea. Pressure's a motherfucker. Yeah, you just know. can't get down any further. So nobody really knows what the operational depths on these things are because it's all secret. But little tangent, James Cameron, you know, the film director, he built a mad-looking sub and he went to the deepest part of the Earth, the, the Challenger Deep in the Marianas Trench, and he touched the bottom, which was... Fuck it. I mean, he's got some balls on him to do it because he went by himself. It's basically 11 kilometres down, 10,898 metres, which is fuck. What did he make his ship out of? That's what I'm going to call it. it, Well, you want to see it. It's like um, a green, it's green, but it doesn't, you know, like they're cigar shaped. Let's call it that. And they go through like, his went down like that, like pointy and down. And he sat in a tiny little ball, which is about one and a half metres wide at the very, very bottom. The whole thing above it is all the machinery and stuff. But yeah, 11 kilometres down, basically, 6.8 miles, and that's higher than planes fly, but down. Yeah. And the pressure was nine tonnes per square inch when he got to that. I mean, that's fucking nuts, isn't it? Yeah, man. So we can get down to that depth. We just you can't, can't do, do it with it. a massive fucking sub, though. Not with it's a It's got to be a small, small thing with fucking super superior shit in it. Yeah. Small things are stronger than big things. You can't do it with a tube filled with semen, because that's essentially what <laughs> <laughs> So what happened on the 12th of August, year 2000? The Russian military were carrying out a full-on Navy exercise, which involved 30 ships and four attack submarines. And they, this has been carried out in the Barents Sea, 100 miles or so off the coast of Russia, not yeah. too far away from Norway. Now, that fucking ocean is cold. It's important to remember that. It's cold as ice. Cold yeah. as ice. It forms ice. But it was the biggest military exercise since the collapse of communism. It was meant to be like a show of power and uh, skill and strength and ability. Now, obviously, most militaries around the world were where this is taking place because you can't really hide that shit anymore. You mm. know what I mean? You might as well just say it's happening. Now, most countries were watching at a distance via radar or, you know, whatever, sonar from fucking thousands of miles away just listening in. And But some were watching at very close quarters, including the US Navy, who were, as far as we are, know, they were about at least 65 miles away. Okay, yeah. Just monitoring. On the first day of the exercise, which is the 11th, the day before the curse went down, it was moving around underneath the oceans, just checking systems out, making Chilling. sure... Chilling. Just making sure everything's fine. 
you know, ocean worthy because yeah. they're going to do some fucking next level shit. And it was one of the only ships in the Navy authorized to carry a full combat load of weapons because it was on permanent standby. Because okay. these things are expensive. Once they're ocean, they're out. You don't want to bring them back in to fucking load them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just fucking do what you need to do. Send them out. At the time of the disaster, it was taking part in a simulated attack on Russian destroyers that were standing in as dummy targets right. of enemy ships. And at 2 p.m., the crew were preparing to launch a live cruise missile. You know the ones that like fucking burst out yeah, of the yeah, water. Yeah. Oh, how creepy they are. So it's a nice day on the ocean and then <laughs> fucking wrecks somebody's day, doesn't it? That's a big dolphin. <laughs> yeah. A big, steel, angry dolphin <laughs> yeah, of yeah, death. Yeah. And they actually had a target for the cruise missile. It was a battle cruiser called Peter the Great. It was a, just a massive, huge Navy vessel, Russian Navy it, vessel. I'm guessing it still was because it's still standing. Well, they don't, they're not going to hit it. It was they're they're launching the missile, but not targeting the vessel. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like how are you going to get you? How are you going to train your crew to fire live weapons unless you fire live weapons? Yeah, yeah. So it's dangerous as fuck. Everybody knew it, but it was the nature of the of the job. Now the Russians actually had a previous disaster on a sub during live firing exercise in 1988, which resulted in the complete loss of every single person on board. That happened because of a, uh, a fire, an onboard fire, which is caused by fuel in the missile silo. Nice. Remember that. Uh, but this one, back then in the 80s, was uh, Secret Squirrel. The, they, the Russians didn't tell anybody about that. They barely told anybody about the curse, even though people like the West went even to hell. Yeah, monitoring it. Anyways, the fire went to plan. No one died. All was good. No seamen bit the bullet. And uh, everybody was happy. They all rejoiced. Hurrah. The next day, the Kursk was preparing to fire two dummy torpedoes at the fake enemy. Basically a torpedo without a live warhead on. It's got a balance, It's got a, a weighted tip to balance the uh, the weapon correctly so it doesn't just fucking go like a madman underwater. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, torpedoes are obviously different to cruise missiles because they stay under the, uh, under the water. Cruise missiles fly out. These ones don't. And they hit you from below. Yeah. And they were supposedly testing a new torpedo called a squall that can travel at 250 miles an hour underwater what which is fucking mate they are mental when it's launched into the ocean when it comes out of the launch tube they move away from the sub propelled by liquid engines s- slowly ish yeah yeah and they so just it doesn't sort of rupture the fucking sub or something because yeah. it's that powerful yeah 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 pretty much yeah, yeah. when they get to whatever predetermined safe distance they it just think, goes fuck it well they light yeah. solid fuel rocket engines and it just goes <laughs> and it, that, that's why they can get to these insane speeds and also when it gets to you know 250 odd mile an hour the torpedo which is fully submerged doesn't touch the ocean which is pretty fucking nuts a shock wave is created around the nose so cone it's called just pushing the water away the shock wave is well it makes like a, pr- a pressure bubble due to super cavitation it's like a giant nice. gas bubble that surrounds it and allowing it essentially to fly under the water cool man fuck how do you figure that out man you fucking clever cunts, you know what I mean? Yeah. And these were going to be the first torpedoes fired from the Kursk in two years, which is telling, because it all went fucking wrong when they did. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that um, their weapons systems were being maintained properly, let's just say that. It's like, service it? Nah. It's only Paddy from down the road. It's only, I'm not even in, mate. The Tarmacca. Vladimir from down the road. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the um, vodka drinker. Yeah, yeah. Is it all right? Yes, it's fine. It's fine, no? It's fine. <laughs> but we're told that the, the 
explosion that downed the Kursk wasn't related to the Squall uh, torpedo. Um, it was from a different weapon entirely called uh, Fat Girl Torpedoes, which weighed 9,000 pounds. If you've got a fat, fat girl on board, it would break the sub. You nearly called it a Fat Bird Torpedo then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> fat did. Bird Torpedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russians, that's rude, man. Now, these Fat Girl Torpedoes are powered by a kerosene engine, but the motor had a massive injection. Ketamine engine. <laughs> yeah, it's powered by a ketamine engine <laughs> that has a massive injection of pure oxygen at launch because it's like a boost because it weighs 9,000 yeah, pounds. Yeah, it needs to, otherwise it's just going to go... Yeah, yeah, it's just not going to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just going to sit there going... Not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a nitrous, but you know them like shitty wanky cars that you see, yeah, like yeah, yeah. fools driving around in. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of them. Yeah, like a nitrous like oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're changing gear when they do that. They yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Pretty shit. much. Yeah. So this additional oxygen boost came from a chemical reaction uh, caused by hydrogen peroxide, which is very fucking dangerous because other than being corrosive and toxic it can expand to 5,000 times its original volume when it comes into contact with like specific metals, copper, brass or whatever. And all this is happening inside a sealed container under the ocean filled with dudes. Now, if something goes wrong, I mean, subs can't expand to 5,000 <laughs> no, times. No, no. It'd be bigger than the sea, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be like one minute the sea, next minute there's a big fucking rushing sub instead. <laughs> yeah, what's <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah. Size of fucking Everest. What, <laughs> yeah, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, How did yeah. you do that, fellas? Yeah, that, imagine, that. If the, imagine if the blokes expanded to 5,000 <laughs> yeah, times yeah. the size of Fucking hell, we've just invented a, a new way of, yeah, these <laughs> fucking giant Russians walking <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. how they take over the world. <laughs> just need one Russian to stamp on Europe <laughs> and it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was 1,000 kilograms of hydrogen peroxide in each torpedo, so we're not talking about a small amount. No. Do you reckon want any of the Russian people on board would have thought, hang on a second, this... Probably, I know we know it's dangerous, but would have thought this is going to go tits up before it starts. Not really. You know when sometimes you see things and people trying to do something, you go, "Watch this! Watch this! He's going to fucking, you know, you know it's going to go tits up." Like them clips, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know it's going to go tits up before it even happens because you can see him struggling in the bollocks off or whatever. Yeah. Could someone have spotted that and gone, "Don't do it," because this is clearly just going to explode. Hydrogen peroxide chemical um, fuel was used quite a lot. Back in the day when a lot of cowboys were around, sort of like the 60s and that, and they were, I don't, I mean, this shit's dangerous, man. You know what I mean? You're under the sub with two nuclear reactors and you've got fucking missiles. It's, but they, a lot, I think the West eradicated, or so they say, hydrogen peroxide fuel um, a lot earlier than the Russians did. I think the Russians are like, fuck it, man, let's just keep let's doing just it. Let's do it, yeah, fuck it. Should be fine, man. Anyway, the Kursk. It spied its target through a periscope and let out a sonar pulse to pinpoint the uh, the exact location it was targeting. Peter the Great, that was a simulated thing, simulated vessel. And the captain ordered the vessel to be slowed down to three knots because slower speeds are more stable when you're launching weapons. Doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> and then he gave the order to fire. And this is when it all went to shit. First, there was a massive explosion in the front of the vessel in the torpedo room, equivalent to 200 kilograms of TNT detonating. Now, that, nice. doesn't, that doesn't sound that big, 200 kilograms of TNT, but they're in a fucking sealed tube. Yeah, this is going to shatter all the way through it. Yeah. Sealed tube, right, which is also pressurised. We've got the sea around it, literally yeah. sealing it up even more. Yeah. So they're going to feel everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole lot, mate. Because we're talking about expansion of gases <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a no tube where it can't escape. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Under like, a load of water. 
You try boiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. try boiling a tin of beans in a pan. Yeah, or yeah, put it yeah. In a microwave. Yeah, yeah. Where you put it? Yeah, boiling. Like that. It, yeah, yeah. Imagine what that fuck is gonna do. Yeah. And also, uh, don't forget the bl- where the blast took place uh, was in the torpedo room, which contained a hundred tons of high explosives, twenty-four cruise missiles, and however torpe- however many torpedoes they had. And a little bit behind that, there were two nuclear reactors. Oh, fucking beautiful! Oh, fucking, it's like an avalanche of disaster. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now the blast was picked up by every single ship in the vicinity. Didn't surprise me, including the uh, USS Memphis, which was um, the submarine that we mentioned earlier that was monitoring manoeuvres, as we say, from about sixty-five mile away. I suppose the only good thing about this is they they all they've gone on board probably died instantly by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't, didn't they? No. Oh fucking hell! No, okay. no, no, no. After the blast, I now, bet you they wish they did though. Well, we know some of the crew survived because they shut the nuclear they desperately were like fucking hell we've got to shut these nuclear reactors down because they didn't know what the crew behind that weren't in the engine I think the engine room can, the sorry the the uh, torpedo room at the front of the ship contained something like 10 that, geezers it was quite a small that, that's where I'd like to have been working on that yeah, ship just you wouldn't have fucking known anything absolutely that's <laughs> yeah, where you yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a small you don't want to be sinking and going oh shit I'm about to impending <sighs> doom is about to happen yeah you, you want to be you want to be in the um, you want to be dead I, I, want, I want my face on front of that rocket yeah, you, yeah, you don't you don't want to be in the back. <laughs> no, no. If you're going to go, go. So they attempted to, to shut down the reactors, and they actually succeeded by dumping um, neutron-absorbing rods into the reactor cores. Now, if you want a more detailed information or you know synopsis on how reactors are shut down, listen to our Fukushima episode, because we talk about that briefly, and also Carousel Sniper Victim did an episode on the Chernobyl disaster. Yeah. And you can check that out, man, because there's no point going into all the details. No, because it's, it's all on there, and yeah. it's real fascinating, it's the it. details. It yeah. is actually amazingly fascinating. It is. It's fucking mad, yeah. mate. It's mad. So a few minutes after that explosion, the first one, a second explosion was picked up. That was over 250 times bigger than the first. Fuck. It was equivalent to a 4.2 magnitude earthquake. Fuck. Imagine being in that cunt when it went. Definitely, re- yeah. Fuck. So the first one went and then you got that massive fuck off one which I'm assuming is all the shit behind. Every, yeah, well they reckon all the, all the ammunition which is a, like a whole army's worth. Yeah, enough to, you know, fuck up a lot of people's day when off in one Definitely day. do not want to be alive after that one. Nah, but people were. <sighs> now there was some acoustic um Obviously, because there were seismometers around that were like picking up the uh, the uh, the blast, and they were able to like look at that in more details. And they reckon that seven torpedo warheads exploded in that second blast. So that's not much fucking fun. Now we know this because there were sensitive seismographs picked up the blast in Alaska. Now we're talking about going down off the coast of Russia near Norway in the Barents Sea, and in Alaska. How the fuck did that bu- that submarine? St- Actually, not like exploding to millions of pieces. Yeah, well, it pretty much did. What well, sound travels faster and further underwater, so yeah. that does help. But still, it's the other side of the fucking world. Yeah, and there were people in there, and they lived. They would survive that explosion, but that second one put the curse down for good, and it sank quick, smart, no fucking shit. And 
Yeah, yeah. No way. It's like a boxer, isn't it? You know, when they get knocked out good and proper, but they get up and their arms are swinging like that, and you're going, don't put him out because he's just going to go straight down. He walks forward and he just gets twatted and he's back down again, snoring away. Yeah, that's like that, isn't it? That's the second one. He's going down here. Yeah, he's down and he's not coming up. Yeah, he's not coming back up after this one. So, and it hit the seabed about, I think it was about 106 metres down. So, it seems so fucking close, man. 106. Usain Bolt can get there in nine seconds. Yeah. It's fucking there. It's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no. Football pitch. You saying Bolt could get there? <laughs> what are you pitching about, lads? Just fucking run. Yeah, just leg it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what we should do now is um, play a tune, and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of what they officially said happened. Okay, cool. bomb disaster well so what really happened is we'll never we'll never know the full ins and outs because it's the Russians they're not going to tell us fucked over yeah they're not going to tell us it's open before we get into speculation we'll have a look at what the official line given by the military was now um, you've got to remember the Russian government always tell the truth obviously like so every, every not just the Russian government every government tells <laughs> the truth yeah, yeah that's a good point actually yeah mm. They're all the same, I suppose. <laughs> so yeah. there's a few variations, but essentially this is what we're told. The Navy, the Russian Navy, were having cutbacks due to the Soviet collapse. And at its peak, they had around 180 submarines. And by the end of the 1990s, just before the curse went down, they had 40. And ports were filled with abandoned submarines waiting to be scrapped. Literally just fucking lying on their side, rusting in the ocean, just chop them up. It's, it's just... it's more profitable to cut them into pieces or give them to the pikeys yeah. and to run them, you know what I mean? They're too expensive to run, basically. Just get the Taronis in there, they'll, they'll sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would have loved that. They, they would have got that ripped down in about an hour. Yeah, they would have stripped it back. Good old Taronis. So it seems that simple budget cutbacks might have been the... Simple cause to the, the fucking obli- obli- obliteration of... Of all them dudes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, so the fat gold torpedoes were stored... They were then forgotten about, then they were found and used, put into the launch tubes, but they weren't fully serviced. They were about 10 years old when the uh, disaster happened. And shockingly, due to like log books and shit like that, they found out that loads of parts on these torpedoes had exceeded their lifespan and weren't fit for use. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know, man. Would you, why would you fucking risk that in a nuclear submarine? I'm guessing because they didn't give a fuck about the people. It was a case of if it shoots missiles, let it do it. But it's like, you think about it's it. It's like some people run things ragged, don't they? You know what I mean? Until it goes and they go, oh shit, oh well. Yeah, but we're it's talking the same of, thing in a way. I mean, I don't know how much the curse costs, but it's, it's fucking hundreds and hundreds of millions easily. And how much does it cost to service a, a torpedo? Yeah, yeah. Even if it's a million. 
service at all made out because it's a lot cheaper yeah, than fucking, losing yeah, them. Definitely. So anyway. just, just do it properly. Yeah, yeah just do it. Yeah, just get it done properly. Don't fucking just, you know, get your man in. And, do you know much about them? No, I know how to fire them. <laughs> do you know how to clean them and, you know, do the mechanics of it? Nope. Got a fucking clue, mate. Well, you fired one, so have a crack. You know what I mean? Bodging in the tube. Yeah. So after, was, after one was, la- uh, was loaded into the launch tube, uh, it began to leak hydrogen peroxide, which we assume touched the metal launch tube it was sitting in, causing a chemical reaction and an explosion. That pressure built really, really quickly in the launch tube, yeah. which then caused the weapon to blow backwards through the launch tube's internal doors and into the submarine itself, where it then exploded in a 5,000-degree fireball, killing everybody in the room, which, by the way, was filled with explosives. Yeah. And not only that, the launch tube's external doors were also blasted off, which meant the sub was open to the ocean at that point. Mm. It was just both doors are fucking open. Yeah, yeah, and I think some fire. Just, yeah. Water poured in at 90,000 litres a second. I suppose because it's, it's underwater as well, and quite far down, or far down-ish, it comes in quicker as well because of the pressure. And yeah. the air's trying to escape, so it's just... Yeah. It's like a, it's like a sort of a funnel effect, isn't it? Well, it kind of pressurises the water, uh, the air when it comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Just, it just it sucks all the air. <laughs> it pushes it in. Yeah. So if you're in there, it's yeah, like yeah. being in a... T- oh, like, right, yeah. It's not coming out, potentially. It's just squashing you. It, fuck it, mate. It's grim. We'll get into the details. Like, because some of the guys that survived gave some indication of what the conditions were like. Well, when you say survived, they didn't, but they survived oh, no. for a little bit and then yeah. died. Survived yeah. for about an hour. So there was, like we say, there was no, I think it was like seven more explosions occurred pretty quickly in the front of the Kursk <laughs> and then it was completely blown open. Was there a fireworks factory in there? <laughs> a really, really <laughs> yeah. expensive one, mate, yeah. Is it a Chinese one? <laughs> we know they're good at fireworks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was blamed on a faulty weld, very much like the other disaster we were talking about before and it happened so fast there were no distress calls there was no attempt to surface nothing it just went fucking boom and that was it it was over everything behind the explosion right up to the nuclear reactor engine rooms which are in the center of the of the submarine approximately was destroyed Mm -hmm. everything from the front to almost the center now the reactors survived because they were heavily heavily protected for for fucking obvious reasons, and they could take massive impacts from, you know, torpedoes, and they could withstand pressures of up to 40 G. Now, because of this protection, behind the reactors, four compartments remained unflooded, and 23 men were trapped in the rear half of the submarine. So the front half was, it was just fucking forget about it. As far as we know, it's it's gone. Yeah. It's just literally it's gone, yeah. The front yeah. bit's gone, and then everybody up to the centre point has been flooded, sucked out, whatever, forget about it. But everybody behind that seemed to, what, at least 23, were all right. Now, Lieutenant Captain Dmitry Kalashnikov, not the gun Kalashnikov, yeah, Kalashnikov, right. right. And that is the only Russian name I'm going to be able to pronounce during this podcast, because the rest of them are just fucking mental. We'll just call them all Vlad. Vlad yeah. 1 to, to Vlad 22, or whatever <laughs> it was. He was only 27 at the time, and he had to assume command of this crippled vessel because there was nobody left alive above him in terms of rank. He's 20 fucking 7, man, you know what I mean? They knew the blast was at the front of the sub, rendering that escape hatch fucked because there was two escape hatches, yeah. one at the front and one at the back. And they also couldn't reach the escape pod, which we mentioned earlier, could evacuate the entire crew in one go because mm-hmm. that was in the middle of right, the sub. Okay. And that, that was just, I mean, 
the cursor's all banged up, mate. It was like twisted, flooded, and lying at yeah. a sixty degree angle, apparently, on the on the bottom of the ocean. So they only had one option, which was to head to the rear escape hatch. All survivors rushed to compartment nine at the very back of the submarine in, in near pitch black under limited flashlight from what they could yeah. just grab uh, in freezing cold water. And they basically just sat there and waited for rescue or as they probably suspected, a horrendously slow death, yeah, well, torturous psychological <laughs> yeah. death. I, I don't think they would have had any submarines close for... S- you know, like a like a, a not escape submarine because obviously they had stuff for that. What I mean is like a, a crew waiting just in case something goes tits up. No, this is beyond. This is like next level disaster. It's mm. like there were subs. There was four. There was four subs in that in the in the military exercise. But as we'll hear, mate, it was all fucking. It was they were banging on the hole trying to communicate to, to see if like rescuers were were outside or just so if people were listening with yeah. like. You know, yeah, we have something which, yeah, like, yeah. Underwater mics, what they're called. I can't fucking remember. But, yeah, trying to I pick up any sort of banging. Fuck me. That's all you'd be hearing. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. Shit, did you hear that? <laughs> what the... So, Lieutenant Captain Dmitry Kleshnikov called out into the, the darkness for any survivors to shout their names out. And he wrote them all down on a piece of paper as best he could. Because he's writing on a piece of paper in a flooded room in pitch black. Yeah. Um, and he also wrote down a series of events that how he had experienced them that led up to to well, you know, his predicament. Yeah, I suppose that's like in an effort to help investigators figure out what the fuck had gone on. It's like he knows they're all going to die, and he's just going right. Let's just write down what's happened as far as I know yeah. while I'm here. Yeah, level-headed. I don't think I would have done that. I would have been sitting on the toilet fucking crying. I'd have been drinking all the booze and <laughs> snorting coke if there was any down there. There must have been some vodka down there. You're talking about a Russian yeah, sub. Too, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it was, mate. It was probably actually vodka which fucking killed him. Flooded with vodka. Pissed. Maybe yeah. they just pissed. Yeah, yeah. Put the, sub, put the torpedo in the tube backwards and yeah. fired it back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it did. oh dear, man. So, so back on the surface, whilst all this was going down, like a top Russian admiral called um, Admiral Popov, I can pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, he was on Peter the Great, the um, monitoring the torpedo exercise being carried out by the curse. And he knew something could happen, as did everybody else in the fleet, because a huge shockwave rocked the battlecruiser. It literally wobbled it. They were like, what? An explosion had been registered on instruments, and they logged the position of the blast on, on sonar. And he knew it was the curse, because every single other operational submarine called in, saying, what the fuck was that blast? <laughs> what the shit? That's not on the fucking yeah. script. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is this a new weapon you got? It's called the it's kamikaze subs. Yeah, have you just dropped a nuke? Is this some sort of fucking... <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah. But he uh, Popoff chose to do absolutely nothing. He didn't even tell military command the Kremlin for 12 hours. He just sat there thinking like, ah, it'll be fine. Because they thought this curse was unsinkable. So he thought, it, it's, it, it'll be fine. Everyone's alive. She's got an escape pod. If anything's gone that badly wrong, the crew will find the right their own way out and also the world's going to ask loads of questions that we currently don't have the answers for so mm. just don't fucking say anything <laughs> not a good idea and, and Putin Putin was on holiday at the time and he wasn't told for 24 hours and when he was told he was like hmm okay and carried on with his holiday didn't give a shit flying he was apparently advised to do that by you know political people oh yeah I mean he can't really do anything can he all he can no. do is talk well, they're dead aren't they so it's not like what is he going to say? Well, I, as far as I know, I only got knew this twenty four hours. Well, twenty four hours after it, 
to be honest, all I know is it went fucking boom and everyone is dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. And the what, sub ain't coming back. What do you want me to do? Swim down to it and be fucking speedos? Well, he probably would, wouldn't they? Because you've seen all those uh, um, uh, propaganda videos and he's on the fucking horses and like, it's like <laughs> some, some warrior. Yeah, yeah. Really, he's a, probably like a little pussy, really. Mate, he's a black belt in, in uh, judo and you know the Course way he is. walks? You know the Course way he walks so. with one arm slinging like that yeah. and the other arm sta- stationary so by gun ready or something like that? Yeah, didn't we do that? The, yeah, yeah, we did because we did a Putin episode, didn't we? Fuck me, man. Yeah, <laughs> just giving himself that though a black belt uh, yeah it was like an honorary one yeah probably could have but you know what I mean yeah just because he's fucking Putin and someone's going to fucking have no legs if he if they don't say he's a black belt yeah don't argue mince his legs it. off in a mincer he was given a black belt in like um, some form of or some branch of taekwondo even though he's never done taekwondo he'll yeah, make you a black belt and he was like nice one thanks <laughs> I was like, what are you doing fucking unbelievable it's people been fucking studying for years yeah. to get to that and you just fucking whatever man you know what I mean but yeah, Popoff was like, look, man, shit's fucked now. 17 hours late, he was like, we've got to tell someone because the fucking sub's at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. It's got 180 <laughs> yeah. dudes on and there's fucking two nuclear reactors. What the fuck do we do? By this point, the crew members that had survived were in serious trouble. That's if they lasted 17 hours. I don't think they did. Uh, because the sub was crippled, air was not being cleaned or circulated and therefore it was poisoning them. Shit, yeah. CO2, toxic shit from the explosion. And the fact they're breathing the oxygen in and keeping the oxygen, yeah, it's just fucking ready to pass out and die. Yeah, it wasn't fucking good, mate. Yeah. Uh, there was no heating. <laughs> I mean, nothing was fucking working and it's pretty fucking cold. There is some heating. It's just fucking <laughs> yeah. in the front of the ship which is completely yeah. fucked. Yeah, the, and the two nuclear reactors which are basically like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, yeah. stand by them if you want. Yeah, so, so you got the explosion at the front, right? And then you got like literally two suns probably <laughs> at the back. So it's like, I'm completely fucked here. What do I do? Surrounded by Russian metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not. Where are you? You're the bottom of the Barents Sea in the front of the Yeah, bottom of the Barents Sea. All the missiles have exploded in like some sort of weird fireworks factory disaster. And then you got fucking behind you is like two suns. Just <laughs> it's like. We're fucked. And those sons can't do anything now. Yeah. They're just sitting there just getting oh, hot, yeah. going, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fucking over, man. And as we said, that the ones that survive are at the rear of the sub, which turned out to be problematic because the propellers had obviously stopped working and uh, water started pissing in at high pressures through the propeller shaft seals. It was filling up the compartments where the survivors were waiting for rescue. Now, the water blasted, was blasting in, was, co- was compressing the remaining air to really, really high pressures, causing eardrums to rupture. <laughs> so what the fuck is going on? Can you imagine being them dudes? Is there anything else going to go wrong today? Yeah, it will actually, mate. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's going yeah. to get you really bad. Fucked. Yeah, yeah. The propeller seals weren't designed to be sitting at the bottom of the ocean with the propellers off. Uh, those tolerances weren't designed into the into the seals into the seals creation. They were like getting cold and they were they were getting brittle and fucking water was starting to. Do f- you think, man, a propeller shaft is that not the propeller? The shaft, yeah, yeah, that's coming from the inside yeah, yeah. of the it's ship. Got to all the, the, the motoring stuff and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the survivors knew that their time was basically almost up and actually considered. I mean, this shows how desperate they were. They were going to open one of the escape hatches, flooding the compartment and, and trying to swim 350 feet to the surface. Fucking uh, hell. I, 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 you don't want the... Because you get severe bends, wouldn't you, from that? So, you die. Yeah, so, so it's just, yeah, if you survived, which you're not going to, I, I don't know, what would you do? Would you do that? If you were given the opportunity to sit there and die, if, they, if something stopped time and, and said... Right, you're going to die now. You've got two options. You've got to open up the hatch and go. Right. Or you just stay in and wait. What do you do? I mean, 
the thing is, it's like self-preservation yeah, but, because you'd be thinking, okay, okay, this, okay, this isn't going to happen. I'll be all right. If I open that hatch, the whole sub is going to flood and that's putting everything, you know, all your cards on the table at once. It's only one way out then. You're going to either live or die. If I stay here, you know, they're going to die. They're going to, yeah, I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. So, so I can see why they thought that because they thought even though it's, it's, like 99.9999 chance they're going to die. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. But it, it, the, that point zero 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 one really is not actually surviving. It's just opening that hatch. It's it's like, do I want to die now? Yeah, that's basically what you're saying. I'm guessing that the uh, that hatch opened inwards because if it opened outwards, yeah, Russians are going to yeah. be strong as fuck yeah, to yeah, lift yeah, the whole hell, ocean yeah. up. Be <laughs> 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 like, fuck it, hell yeah, get yeah. a crowbar in that flat. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just hang on, mate. Let's open it. It's like fucking like like a fucking ten ton of pressure <laughs> per inch. It's just gone <laughs> one-handed, lifted up. It was twelve bar of pressure at the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. They wanted to open the hatch. It's fucking. I mean, yeah, it will open inwards definitely. <laughs> you're gonna get fucking annihilated if, if you it was. Do that. Open if it opened outwards, there's a definitely a design fault there. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're fucked anyway. Anyway, because of the um, rising water and increasing pressure, they were they were forced to actually move to ever decreasing gaps of air because the, the air was getting compressed yeah, and yeah. the water level was rising. So they what little space they had was becoming smaller and smaller and smaller, and they were just like fucking ganging up in these fucking tiny little gaps, waiting for death. And it was around at this time that. Those that could write letters started to write them to their families, you know, their wives, children and loved ones. And Lieutenant Kalashnikov wrote um, this. And by the way, the, the letters were found in the co- in the pockets of the of these dead crewmen. They, oh, so they, yeah. They, you know, they just shoved them in the pockets and zipped them up. They knew they weren't going to, they knew yeah. they weren't going to come out. Yeah. And uh, th- these letters were wrote. A matter of hours after the blast, not days, as hours, some yeah. of the Russians said. Ah, oh, you know, they've been day two, day three, as we'll, we'll speak about in a bit. And they were like, "Ah, oh, no, they're fine. Don't worry." We've they've been dead for like ages. Fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, immediately. So yeah. it happened at about eleven o'clock in the morning. So this is at quarter past one. And uh, Kleshnikov wrote, said, it's 13.15, all personnel from section 6, 7 and 8 have moved to section 9. <clears throat> there are 23 people here. We have made this. We have made the decision because none of us can escape. I am writing this blind because he's in the fucking pitch black. He said the, the rest of his, well, basically, <clears throat> he goes into details of, uh, I'm assuming it's... Of what's happened. Yeah, but it, it's sort of, it's, it's blotted out. Because it's sort of, I'm sure it's top secret shit. Yeah, yeah. And then the stuff that was to his wife is is for her. It's yeah, like yeah. deeply personal. She has, she's yeah. not going to release that because it's you know, fucking hell, man. It's yeah. your your loved one's last word. There was another letter from an unnamed crew member that read there were 23 people in compartment nine. We feel bad. No fucking shit, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would have felt bad without actually feeling bad. You know <laughs> what I mean? Not not like ill. I would have been going, oh, shit. Yeah. Man, I, I feel bad now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is this lost in translation? You feel bad. So you're, you're all right, you're really. He's a hard fucker if he's just feeling bad. I feel a bit ropey, but... I feel, <laughs> yeah, imagine that. I'm feeling a bit ropey, but, you know, we'll, we'll carry on. <laughs> he says, we're weakened by the effects of carbon monoxide from the fire. The pressure is increasing in the compartment. If we head to the surface we won't survive the compression we can't last more than a day this is a few hours after the blast so he's basically saying we're fucked yeah. it's fucking we've got swan, a day yeah swan song here you know what i mean and the family's got 35 grand for their losses which is bonus so <laughs> shit, shit was whack basically shit was terrible and yeah. uh, that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna fuck it was no, the end it was the yeah. end 
Three days after the explosion on August the 15th, the Russian told the world's news agencies that communications had been resumed and oxygen and food supplies were being prepared. But that was complete bullshit. Yeah. Because everybody was dead by yeah. that point. And right, they'd been okay. dead for nearly three days. Yeah. Uh, they did um they did send their own mini sub down that was on board Peter the Great but it wasn't equipped to work at them depths I mean it's like hundred meters yeah. fucking hell man you know what I mean did any was there any um sort of time limit as in I know they were writing down times and stuff as they were dying this is you know thirteen fifteen and all that was there what any what was the last transaction one do we know did, did anyone just a series of letters. So, no, yeah, there's no like time. Kleshnikov said, "No, wouldn't it?" Yeah, Kleshnikov I mean? said, thirteen, fifteen. That was that was his last letter. Well, he was. Yeah. His, he wasn't writing a series of letters. He's in a yeah. He's wrote one. Yeah, basically, it's his. It's like a suicide note, but not a suicide note because he's not trying to commit suicide. Yeah, they were telling. <laughs> basically, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, they were telling family members not to worry, yeah. and that it's you know it's. We, we're doing it for the country and that, and they were doing like they were taking, they were towing the Russian line. Really, they're just shitting themselves at the bottom of the yeah, ocean. Yeah, yeah. Two fucking nuclear reactors and a blown up sub waiting to die. You know, it was fucking, it was mate, it's, it's fucking terrible. But anyway, yeah, the Peter, the Peter the Great had a sub that it attempted to launch because it was there. It was yeah, part yeah. of the exercise, and as they lifted it off the uh, off the um, the bow, they they clattered it into the. Um, <laughs> into the side of the hull where it had to be repaired and then once it finally did get down to the to the uh, Kursk it wasn't equipped to work at them them depths because um, maintenance costs and cutbacks and shit like that and also the batteries were running flat they actually did attach themselves onto the escape hatch but they they wouldn't have been able to open it anyway they couldn't do that but they were forced to come back up because the batteries were fucking going down and when it did get to the surface they hit it again major fuck up them proper major fuck up and it was, mate, bad were, weather, 12-foot waves. Were they actually, like, semen at all? Or were they, <laughs> you know what I mean? The way it's been battered and fucked and, like, nothing's prepared. It sounds like they've just gone, Oi, Vlad from the street, come here. We need to get down there. We've got this thing here. Yeah. Let's get it in the water. Yeah. Like, I don't push it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Just hold your breath and toss yeah. and wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds no, they, like a bodge to me. It just was servicing. The the equipment was not kept in the condition that it needed to be kept in to be able to go down to them depths and operate correctly. And yeah. they were just forced to surface, otherwise more people are going to die. Now, in a press release, they denied that nuclear weapons are on board, um, said people were alive, and they even got the date of the explosion wrong. Now, we knew the date. The Western world knew the date because we heard the fucking bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, and we were like, what the fuck? So after hearing all that chaos, the UK offered to help because we were close and we knew the Russians weren't going to ask because they just wanted to yeah, yeah, yeah. save face. And we were like, dudes, do you, you know, do you need a hand, lads? You're looking a bit... Uh, You're looking a bit ropey down there. And they were like, no, fuck off. You're looking a, a, a bit ill. A bit, what, a bit... A bit, um, <laughs> bit dishevelled. What, what did that fellow write? A bit... Um, uh, we feel bit bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking a bit bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they didn't, they wanted, they'd rather let the crew die than... Then us help, yeah. uh, you know. We, they didn't want us to see anything, and we were like, "Boys, you look completely incompetent." We're dealing with nuclear submarines. They knew we could help, but they just refused to ask. It was like proper kind of war shit. It's not like, it's not. And to be honest, I can't. I don't know. Do I blame them for that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're too stubborn, aren't they? I think that they were hesitant in asking for help because they knew that the crew were dead. Yeah, and they were well, like, "There's no yeah. fucking point." They were probably, like you say, they were probably dead not long after those letters were written. 
you know what I mean, maybe a couple of hours. Yeah, a couple of hours three, after the blast. Three, two, three hours maybe. It's over, yeah. yeah. So eventually the Russians agreed to accept help from the Ukraine. Five days after the blast, they didn't ask, they agreed to accept. You know what I mean? You cunts, man. Yeah, yeah. There's fucking, there's people on board. So whilst this was all going down, press conferences were being held and the Russian military were getting fucking hammered on the TV. Like, everyone was kicking off. They were televised, obviously, because this was a major, major deal. And one of the mothers of a crew member who was was down on the Kursk at the time and being told that... She was told that they were all alive. Yeah. She got up and gave the Deputy Prime Minister of Russia a right fucking ear bashing. He was like, you fucking fuck. Our sons are on there. You need to get down there. And she's, fu- I mean, that's unheard of yeah, yeah. in Russia. And you she should have been shoveled out the back and then you probably hear like a, <laughs> and then what's happened? She's, she's gone for a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. She's just having a sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She feels pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was screaming, you're lying to us. Why aren't you asking for help? I mean, fair play, man, to do that in Russia. And it was fucking mental because why she was doing this, you can see this on the, if you Google it, just YouTube it, you'll see it's mental because there's like a female medic because it's like a, pa- a packed press conference yeah, yeah. with one of the top Russian political figures trying to talk and his mother's in the corner going, you fuck, and just going nuts, calling him a cunt. And this female medic who was supposedly coming over to confront her because there's loads of guys when they're like trying to like comfort her. Um, she looked closely. She gets a hypodermic needle out. She's not. I'm saying, look closely. It's not like she was hiding it. Yeah, yeah. She got hypodermic needle out and just fucking stabbed her in a thigh, and injected her, and she just passed out in front of in front of the TV cameras in the world. What the fuck? Zero fucks. Zero fucks given. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They no did slyness. not care. No slyness at just all. Just fucking put her down there, man. Just yeah, stop sh- her shut from that talking. Fucking bitch. Yeah. You can't have that. I'm fuck. a fuck. Yeah. In front of everyone, mate. She became like a symbol to people. So that you can stand up to, you know, political yeah, yeah. powers and scream at the government if you want. Sort of. She got a needle for it. But, you know, I mean, I don't even know if she survived, but she, she fucking did. But it changed the way Russian people thought about how you could push for or get your word across or your feelings across. Anyway, on the 18th of August, six teams of divers arrived from the UK and Norway. Now, initially, the Russian Navy wouldn't let us close to the uh, to the wreck site. The crew were dead at this point, and the military didn't want rescue teams to be the first, like foreign rescue teams, to be the first to see the curse because they yeah, might yeah. get an idea of what happened. So they just st- they kept them off at a distance. Said, oh, "I will let you know when you can come closer." And it was a retrieval effort now. They knew that. They knew everyone's dead, yeah. And that's, in my opinion, what they wanted all along. They'd yeah. rather the people die and then it'd be a case of just lifting the sub out uh, under their own, you know... Their own time. Yeah, yeah, without no letting Russian, foreigners... No Russian, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, they were just held back by the military with rescuers, which is fucking shocking. And when they were allowed to help, the Russians were really cagey about technical information that we asked for. Like, like we were asking for, like, how thick's the hull? Where are the location of the escape hatches? What's the internal layout? What type of explosives do you have on board? And they were like, we ain't telling you that, man. Mm. This is the top secret sub. And the rescuers are like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. We're just trying to get your fucking men out here. But you can kind of see why they do that. Yeah, yeah. This is a... Russians are just not going to let anyone walk around the nuclear sub. 
No. They're just not going to let you do no. that. So why they thought they'd get in was, was crazy. But we eventually got a, um, a rover, an ROV down and confirmed that the front of the curse was completely destroyed, which is very strange because the Russians said the sub was fully intact and the crew were alive. Yeah. Bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Divers were knocking on the sub and listening for replies. No joy. And they also, the Russians also put mad restrictions on the rescue divers around the Kursk's single remaining escape hatch. They wouldn't let them go near it. It sounds like they were afraid that foreign dudes were potentially going to be entering one of these subs first, you mm-hmm. know, before they were. And divers are like, well, come on, man. Yeah, There's no, no time for yeah, this. Yeah. There's no time for this. When they finally agree, when the Russians finally agreed, the um, this is fucking... It's crazy. The Russian submarine experts told the divers that in order to open the escape hatch, you have to turn an air release valve counterclockwise. And if you turn it the wrong way, you risk breaking it, which would just fuck up all chances of gaining any access and everybody will die. So the, the valve, when they were working on it, it wouldn't turn. And the Norwegian divers were like, what the fuck? It just won't turn. Eventually one of them were like, fuck it, I'm just turning it the other way. And it fucking opened straight away. So it seems that either they were trying to stop us from getting in by giving us false information. Yeah. Or, or they just didn't fucking know. Or they were and just they fuckwits. Thought, yeah, yeah. It's, they knew what it was. Yeah. They didn't want us to get in. So before opening the hatch, because it was pitch black down there, total darkness and poor visibility, they actually used milk, like literally milk, cow's milk around the hatch seals, probably about as big as his table. They were pouring it around the edge cause, to see if it was getting sucked in. Okay, yeah. To see if there was like a negative pressure yeah, on yeah. the inside, because they couldn't see. But no, nothing was being sucked in. So, so in other words, it's full of water. Or sealed. Yeah, or sealed, yeah. So, so they don't they don't know. So, But it turned out the airlock beneath the escape hatch was full of water. And when they opened it, they actually used a, um, an ROV, like a, a remotely operated vehicle, and it just fucking forced the fucking hatch inside. And like some gas did, did come out, which they managed to catch a, a sample of. And when they tested it, it was filled with all sorts of fucking... It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Which basically meant the whole the whole sub was flooded and Fuck. everybody was dead, and internal access was limited due to the damage because the ship was all fucked up. So holes had to be cut through the hull so salvage divers could get in. Now the Russians didn't have the ability to cut through the hull, so they had to ask the Norwegians to do it. Now Russians, being Russians, they agreed to let the holes be cut, but on one condition that only Russian military divers would go in first. So even then. Even then, they were like, nope. Yeah, yeah, not having it, yeah. It's fucking mental. And it became a salvage mission, which um, the Russians got well nervous about because, understandably, this is like a top-secret submarine. Yeah, yeah. And there's loads of dead people on board. And and probably other shit that was not meant to be on there. Yeah, yeah. It was the largest salvage operation of its type ever accomplished. It, It began 11 months after the disaster. And the first thing they had to do was cut the front of the Kursk off where the explosions had taken place, literally sever it. The reason was it may still have contained mad amounts of like torpedo warheads and mm. whatever else that the Russians are pulling there that they weren't telling us. You know, each each torpedo contained 225 kilograms of, of, of basically TNT. Along there was, there was 24 cruise missiles in there and ejection charges. It was dangerous as fuck. There was mm. gases, ammunitions. Plus, it was fucked anyway. If they tried to lift it, it could have just snapped off. So they had to chop the chop it off, man. They did it with a high tension saw. Which how they do this is. It's incredible, wasn't it? At the bottom of the sea, mm. they cut the front of a fucking submarine off. They installed some fucking tools out there, aren't they? Oh yeah, mate. They installed. T- I think they like these things have to be made. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Specially designed. Yeah. 
they got two hydraulic suction anchors and and like basically took them to the front of the sub, sucked them onto the floor either side of it, and then they got a high-strength tungsten carbide saw. Like It's like um, almost like a chain, and they pulled it over the sub and connected it to both anchor points, and then they pulled it back and forth, increasing the tension between the anchors until it had worked its way through and chopped the front. It took 10 days to cut the bow off the... Uh, Don't off surprise the me. Fucking hell. I know, it's crazy. I put pictures of that on the um, on Facebook. when, uh, when it, it cost $65 million to do that as well. Just the saw part. Yeah, to get the to get the suburb, it's nuts in it. And then the divers cut through the hole with uh, powerful sand blasting equipment and attached twenty six huge steel cables around the sub so they could lift it uniform. So they've chopped the front off, fucked yeah. that off over there, and then they get either the bit side, which is actually kind of stable up. Like, that's it. Yeah, thirteen anchor points or whatever either side, and then they attach it to a barge above, and then they then they just gradually lifted it. Um, it weighed slightly less than the the eighteen thousand ton because the front section had been chopped off, and then the um, the Russians wanted to actually bring that severed front section back to the surface so they could have a look at it apparently. oh right okay yeah yeah <laughs> let's try get rid of that shit out of there quick but it, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, but it was deemed double quick it was, be- it was deemed too dangerous because like as far as I know there could be torpedoes rolling around yeah, not yeah. fixed to anything so they blew it up on they left it where it was at the bottom of the ocean they blew it up in September 2002 or so they say pretty sure they fucking did yeah it was the heaviest salvage effort ever undertaken. It took 15 hours to get the submarine to the surface where it was secured under a huge barge and then towed by tugs to the shore. And don't forget, all this is happening with two nuclear reactors on board, man. It's sketchy as fuck. All the water was drained out of the Kursk and was lifted onto land. After the investigation, it was scrapped and melted down. And this is when we found out Another accident took place a matter of hours after the first blast, which probably killed, if not all, but most of the remaining crew that were on board. They died of asphyxiation, we believe. Yeah. Potassium superoxide <laughs> is a um, is used to it's like in canisters around the submarine. It's used to used to get rid of carbon dioxide from the air, but the problem with it is if it touches water, <laughs> it can explode violently. Okay. And so- and they put it on a fucking submarine. Yeah, which is the front of it's been blown off yeah, completely. Yeah. So what they think happened is that um, as the CO2 levels were building, somebody was moving a canister in a very confined space, potentially trying to aid there or at least give themselves a few more hours yeah, yeah. So without being poisoned. And the, um, the they hit the water with it and it just went... Chrome. The canister, yeah, something like that, which caused an immense fire which burned... Everybody to to death. Those that survived died of asphyxiation because all the oxygen was burnt out. Yeah, yeah. So then that was it. They were all fucking dead. So the official line is that an explosion, torpedo, chemical reaction, everyone's dead. And that was that. Mm-hmm. Or was it? Mm-hmm. This is where we get to the fun bit. People don't think, a lot of people, so let's say the internet doesn't think it happened the way we were told. Because four days after the sub went down... Russian naval commander-in-chief and fleet admiral Vladimir... I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, so we'll call him Vladimir Sukhokov. Okay. He, uh, he claimed the Russian sub Kursk hadn't suffered an internal explosion, but had in fact collided with something external, possibly an old World War II mine bobbing around the ocean. Now, that's possible. I suppose. They're still found today. One was found off the waters of Seattle on Wednesday. Oh, right, okay. So they're still out there. Um, they also say friendly fire could have been hit by 
its own side during the the naval exercise. I mean, yeah. f- war games are obviously carrying out. You know, they carry out with live weaponry, and it is very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, that th- what they say is that they think that the as the Kursk lock, locked on torpedoes to Peter the Great, the um, the target, its its dummy target. Uh, for some reason, Peter the Great automatically locked on and retaliated and fired, not by human control, like automatic, whatever, computer. It knows it's been locked on, sort of thing. Or Shot a torpedo and fucked the thing up and killing everybody on board. I suppose that might have happened. Maybe. I could, don't know. You could have done. Like, you know, you don't want to be the person Peter, Great, Peter the Great who's in control like your shit. Forgot to turn off the auto shoot obliterator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the auto shoot obliterator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. They'd never admit that, even if they did, would no, they? No, no. Of course, because it would just make them look like com- even more idiots than the body looking because of what's happened. So it's possible. Um, yeah, it's. It's either a torpedo or that, and then obviously we got onto the um, onto the mad one. It, to me, it's mad. This next and the final theory of what potentially took it down, but other people don't think it's crazy. The theory is that potentially the the USS Memphis shot the Kursk, and there was in fact not one but two American submarines monitoring the the naval exercise, the Memphis and the Toledo. Now, they were given precise orders. The Memphis was told to observe the Kursk from a distance and stay back, whilst the Toledo was to shadow the Kursk at really fucking, really fucking close quarters. And for some reason, it got too close and actually collided, which sounds crazy. It does sound crazy, that is. And at the moment... um, when they hit the Memphis, at that when it, when they literally bumped into each other, the Memphis fired a torpedo, striking the Kursk. Now the reason the Memphis opened fired on the Kursk was because after the collision, it heard through their like sensitive instruments the opening of one of the Kursk's torpedo tubes. And oh, they, so they thought, oh shit! They thought, yeah, they thought, fuck, they're going to shoot. So shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they blasted the cunt and took it down. And the f- so the first explosion that everybody heard because it was two. Well, there's actually more than two, but the second one was a series of smaller, ex- well, yeah. massive explosions. It rumbled into one. The first explosion was the collision. Yeah, and then the second one was them shooting it because they thought they were going to shoot. Yeah, and that's the one that was picked up in Alaska thousands of miles away because it just blew everything to pieces in the uh, in the weapons room. What what have the Americans said about that? Is it does it as in like the is there any transcripts from the uh, sub? I'm guessing not. I'm guessing that probably got disappeared. And they didn't. There was. They didn't say anything. Um, obviously, that's they're going to say. Oh, that's crazy. You know, that's 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 mm. that didn't happen. But there is. Well, the internet says there's a lot of stuff to back this up. The Russians found in the vicinity of where the curse went down, an emergency buoy floating on the surface. These are like inflatable devices that remain attached to submarines but come to the surface. So you know roughly where it is. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Now, the buoy they found that was bobbing along the ocean didn't belong to the Kursk. Now, they know it didn't belong to the Kursk because hers didn't even even activate. It was still on board because it didn't have time. It just all went fucking wrong. So nobody knows where that came from. Or so okay. the internet says. And not only that, the Memphis went into port for repairs in Norway. Now, if you know what you're looking at, the photos apparently show the hatch covering the emergency boy is missing, which kind of indicates that it had been deployed at some point. Oh, right, okay. Which makes people think that it was potentially that one. But why the Memphis would have deployed a boy, I don't know, because the Memphis didn't hit anything. It just fucking shot stuff, yeah. according to the... the uh, 
according to the, to the you know the folklore. But what's more, the, the Toledo headed for repairs in a facility in the US. Now, no reason was given for its whatever damage it sustained yeah. and, and nobody was allowed to inspect it outside of the military and it was repaired undercover so nobody has, a, has had a fucking clue what actually happened to mm. that now Colonel General Valerie I mean slam a vodka down let's call yeah. it back <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he released a statement saying that the Russian salvage teams had found an object resembling part of a coning tower of a British or American nuclear submarine not far from the Kursk he went on to say that the likeliest cause of the Kursk disaster was a collision with another large unknown underwater object possibly US UK or NATO apparently shortly after the disaster, a massive debt the Russians had with the US was cancelled, and they were actually given a $10.5 billion loan. <laughs> oh, right, so Russia owed them money, and suddenly the debt was wiped off, and they were given more money. They were given money, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people mm. say we were teetering on World War Three that day, and it was, um, you know, a, a, a few... Right, okay. I don't know, man, I don't know. It just sounds nuts, doesn't it? Subs hitting each other. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, is that possible? Do they hit each other? They do. Two nuclear submarines, one French and one British, collided somewhere in the Atlantic. How the fuck did they do that? There's hardly any traffic. <laughs> That's all I mean. There's hardly any traffic. The sea's fucking massive. Fucking hell. In 2003, a British sub hit an Arctic iceberg during military exercises. And in 2005, an American sailor was killed when a US sub crashed into an under- undersea mountain. What? How can it happen? What what they do is, and there is a reason, and, and it can be explained, is submarines use two types of, of um, sonar, like, you know, basically yeah, equipment. Navigation, yeah. They use uh, active sonar and passive sonar. Active so- sonar sends pings out, so it hits things like echolocation. Yep. But that can give your location away. Passive sonar listens for noises. So it is possible, if you've both got passive sonar on, you you're, you're oblivious to each other's presence. Right. They turn off the equipment used to detect objects because they make noise. You have to be fuck this is the thing, I didn't realise how quiet you had to be on these on these submarines. Like the engines are mounted on massive shock absorbers. Like I mean diesel engines don't exist, but the, even like nuclear reactors, which in theory don't really have any moving parts, are, ma- are mounted on basically to isolate them from the rest of the world so mm. no sound comes out. Crews on submarines have to wear rubber-soled shoes to a- avoid making detectable noise when they walk around. Oh, fucking hell. When you, can make, you can fart and somebody would fucking hear you then. Yeah, yeah. Literally, you know what I mean? So evasion and stealth is achieved by being as quiet as fuck. So the, that made me think, could the Kursk have just hit something under the water? Mm. That's totally possible. And if they did collide with something, if they did hit the Americans, it was the Americans' fault because they were following them. Yeah, yeah, and they so knew about it and they were following them rather than yeah, like just going, "Oh shit, bang!" Yeah, yeah, they'd be shouting it from the rooftops. The, mm. the Russians would. They began. They fucking rammed us and yeah. then shot us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, killing all our boys. I, I, I think they'd. Uh, I mean, the amount of propaganda and spin that the Russians would would use that for would oh, be. Yes. You know what I mean. It's it's fucking nuts, mate. I don't know, man. I, I I think that, in my opinion, that it was um, a case of a torpedo tube exploding. I think so. Well, it, it, all you gotta try and just go with what the people write down in the paper. If it's true, if it's that a piece of paper that they've got, you know what I mean? Unless it's a decoy one that someone's just chucked in and just said, just say that Vladimir suck a cock off. He's uh, wrote this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Mm. 
I don't know. It's interesting though. Yeah. Uh, sh- I, I think it. I think it. Yeah. It's just fucked up and it's just gone boom and then it's gone boom again because everything's in there on fire and melting away and then um, everyone's just gone out of shit and they've just died. Would you rather be in the front or the back? Um, I would. Be, I wanted to. Be, I would want to be at the front. Die of the torpedoes. Yeah. I'd. I'd want to not know it's happened. One yeah. minute I'm just being told to fire it. Next minute I'm gone. Yeah. Lights out. Yeah, I don't want to be suffocating or fucking sitting there listening to the ship. The ship. The um, sub going, oh, thinking, oh shit, I'm going to die any second now. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's 100 metres away. Mm. It's 100 metres away. It's yeah. there. It's just there. Yeah. You could literally kick a football at it. <laughs> but you can't get to it. No. And everyone's going to die. Fuck. Horrible, isn't it? Mm. So that's what happened to the Kursk. Have a look on that on the Google. Look at some of the pictures. I'll put some up on social media so you can um, feast your eyes on the, the damage sustained. But it's all fucked, man. Them things are scary when they go wrong. Crushed yeah. depths, implosions, hydrogen peroxide, Fuck. missiles, torpedoes, fucking... Fuck all that bollocks. Nuclear reactors. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I'll um, Netflix and chill, please. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy, isn't it? But we ask him, it's just dangerous. Subs are dangerous anyway. Think yeah. about it. When you're, going, you're going into the sea and you're going under the sea. You're not on it. You're going into it. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's asking for shit, isn't it? It's when mad- something goes wrong, you're fucked really, aren't you? Yeah, there's no wriggle room. No. Really, you are at complete mercy of pressure and water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mad that they're not that deep either. You know, 500 metres. I mean, that's fucking crazy deep. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's not, not deep. No, it's like you say in the car, it's like fucking 20 seconds. You yeah. know what I mean? When it's 600 foot long, but it's only 400 metres, it operates at 400 metres yeah, in depth. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking... Anyway, it's crazy. Fucking nuts. So uh, that'll do then, people. We'll um, see you next week. Get a golf. Get a golf, yeah. Let me know next week. I'll do another Facebook post thing or Insta twat or... Yeah. Twitter or whatever. If you want to contact us or look at any of our details or the web page or whatever, just go onto Google, type in Robots Rise, it'll come up with Twitter, Facebook, and all that shit. Yeah, go buy a book, Higher Than Infinity. Yeah, man. Get that shit in your life. Okay, yeah. people, see you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>